This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me about it. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Bobs, a.k.a. Young Thanos. Just out here collecting Infinity Stones. I got the Supreme OG. She an OG, y'all. We got the OG in the building, Tahira Habibi from the Hughes Society. How are you doing, man? That was sad. The Hughes Society. You, you, you kind of on fire right now, son. <laughs> according to who? <laughs> Yo, according to streets, the streets is the, you hot in the streets right now. I was I was hoping <laughs> I could get you on the show, you know. So this is this is very long overdue, and that's my fault, y'all. I have robbed y'all of having this woman on the show for such a long time, and she is she was gracious enough to agree to be on this episode. <laughs> so I wanted to one publicly apologize for the delay in this happening Say what? Um, and two you know welcome you to the show listen thank you i appreciate being here are we gonna tell the backstory or we are you just gonna leave it at the apology <laughs> we're gonna leave it at the apology <laughs> look man we're gonna good. leave it at the apology. happy to be here man <laughs> I'm, you I'm, on fire too i saw your your 40 under 40 you know, I'm I'm just out here doing what I do. I'm just out here collecting infinity stones, you know. Listen, listen that's what we do. <laughs> that's how it goes. Exactly. Well, congratulations on um not just being on the 40 under 40, but gracing the cover of mm. the 40 under 40. First black woman to do so. Now, <laughs> um, how do you fit? Well, let's let's back it up. Like, what was your reaction to being selected as one of Wine Enthusiast's top 40 tastemakers? Well, we, we found out about that, what, back in March? Yeah. Right? Like, so the world was kind of still calm at the time. Like, this was before the, 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 the George Floyd thing blew up and, you know, everybody was on this Amplified Black Voices wave. So I have to give them credit for that. Um, yeah. But it was... Uh, I don't know. It was I was like, oh, all right. And then I just started, I just started churning like <laughs> I'm like, all right, I made this list. And you know, they're like, you can't tell nobody. So I'm like, dang, yeah. I can't even like I had to like really think all of this through on my own. So and I'm a pretty creative. So it was like I just started churning like, well, do you they gonna put you on the list, you might as well go for the cover. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for the cover. <laughs> and I went for it. Like I literally from the time they told me to like like a week after I had thought about it and I was like, Well, they either gonna put you on this cover or they're gonna kick you out. So you just gonna have to be all right with both of those. And I was like, All right, I'm all right with it. So let's just go. Mm. <laughs> so that was it. That's crazy, man. And um, when you when they told you that it was going to be a virtual uh, a virtual shoot, 
what was your reaction? Like, I was, I, I was confused. I was like, how? <laughs> I was I was so disappointed and confused that I was like, what the f- do you mean this is going to work? <laughs> like, for I me old, this year? I am old a flight. I am old a, a hair and makeup. Like, who's going to do my makeup? <laughs> who's going to like, <laughs> like you know i'm like virtual i'm like do i gotta buy things to like set something up like you know what I mean? it was just like how am i going to make this work it was right yo i gotta say shout to matt he did his thing on this <laughs> like oh, matt was yo I got to say, like, he was such, he was the best photographer that I've ever worked with. And it's, we did it virtually. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, he shot the, um, he shot the, the stills for, well, he shot the, the promo pics for Black AF on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. That was his. So that was I why we looked so fly. I think, I think his work is really good. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Honestly, I was like looking through when he told us who the photographer was um and so I, one, I was really impressed it was a black photographer and again like these things i don't know the day i think they announced a photographer after the blow up so i don't know if that was like a part of from the beginning but i thought that that was cool um and he was super patient with me because i had to shoot twice mm. and i was pissed <laughs> yo but they shot a cover on zoom like that's real and the cover looked great like so um what was your what was your uh, mindset in putting together the concept for the shoot because i know like they they kind of told all of us like yo just do something yeah. that that speaks to your personality and your brand what yeah. uh how did you approach that well you know i'm all about freedom and liberation and for me um i really wanted to take back the sexual liberty so mm-hmm. I, you know, I, everything I did, I had to have this mindset of just like, just blackness, just like black excellence. And so um, the dress that I wore was from a black designer. The earrings, were, they were actually my earrings, but still black, black owned. Um, you know, they're from my shop. I have a, a, a boutique, a jewelry boutique. Um, the, the, even the glass, the wine and the glass was, was black on, you know, like everything to me, I just, I just needed to be in that moment and just like show, uh, just how beautiful blackness is in this space. So I was very intentional about every single detail. I, you know, I scouted out to find a space that would look, you know, kind of like stonish, like the whole, that whole thing. I did all of that. So I was so serious about it. I told you I was going for the cover. I was like, well, you know, you might. What's the point of being in the thing if you're not going to like? Right, right, do it? right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know at the time that they hadn't had a black woman on the cover before. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, huh. But this is after the shoot, and I was like, I wonder. But yeah, it was for me. It was just so important to just represent that and even if they did put me in a centerfold which i didn't really give them a choice right like that's not something to <laughs> put in the in the middle it was like you're going to do this <laughs> just like, go let for me go it. big yeah right dope nah i like i like the approach um wait we gotta we gotta introduce the wine and hip-hop community to you on on in the way that they know how to meet people so if let's introduce them to your rap spirit animal now, if you could oh. pick a rapper that uh, that embodied your your spirit, 
what rapper would that be? Oh, it would probably definitely be Jay-Z. Operation take over corporate, make over offices, then take over all of it. Please may these words be recorded. The service testimony that I saw it all before it came to fruition, sort of a premonition. Uh, uncontrollable hustler's ambition, alias superstition, like Stevie. The writing's on the wall like my lady, right, BB? Short over force, but y'all thought I was crazy, maybe, like a fox and KG. Uh, the more successful, the more stressful, the more and more I transform the gold gecko in the race to a billion. Got my face to the ceiling, got my knees on the floor. Please, Lord, forgive him. Has he lost his religion? His degree gon' get him. He's having heaven on earth. Will his wings still fit him? Just all around mm. businessman, you know, bringing up the community, you know, getting getting shit done, just not giving up. You know, being in that room and, and making sure you're leaving the door open or you you bring you, you helping people out um, sometimes without even saying anything like um, but you know I also come from the hood um, like inner inner city uh, and uh, streets 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 with a C and trenches That's right <laughs> uh, no seriously like the trenches trenches <laughs> my, mom, my mom was on drugs to growing up, you know, just like his dad, like the whole, it was, it was just a lot of things that I could relate to through him. And I think a lot of us can just listening to him, but he's just always been very inspiring to me. And the way that he like, his music is, um, obviously it's art, but it's the truth in a lot of ways of, you know, just giving you kind of like a blueprint of what, huh, <laughs> like a blueprint of kind of like, you know, how to navigate some things. And so, um, yeah, I would definitely uh, say that, you know, I'm the Beyonce of wine, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on that cover, that's what it's looking like. <laughs> that's what it's looking like. But listen, but listen, the dress, that I don't know if it's like three years ago, maybe two years ago, Beyonce, the first time Beyonce wore like this African print pantsuit. Yeah. The same designer did my dress. See, he was giving me Beyonce vibes on that cover. I gotta say, <laughs> I was I was catching some Beyonce vibes, so I felt that I could definitely. So funny. See that. You know what it is, y'all. It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka the Zara Vibes, aka Young Thanos. Just here to introduce y'all to our new show, Wine Bars. That's right. If you want more wine and hip hop, go to our YouTube right now. Search the original wine and hip hop and check out our new show, Wine Bars, where me and my three homeboys debate our favorite raps with wine references in them. This is the next evolution of wine and hip hop, y'all. You do not want to miss this. So, um, but Jay Z, I can totally, I, I can see that a lot. Now, you, I know that, um, I read actually in the 40 under 40 that Jay-Z's one of Jay-Z's lyrics inspired um, the name of your company, the Hugh mm-hmm. Society. Mm-hmm. So like, and that, that's just on like, it's, it's clear that these lyrics touch you on a deep level. What mm-hmm. did hip hop mean to you growing up? It was, it was an escape, which I think it was for a lot of us, but I don't really listen to like raunchy hip hop, like, oh, bees this, bees that. Like, you know, I listen to Luke because who doesn't listen to Luke? Right. But he's not actually trying to, to say anything. Um, 
but I, I am inspired by um, hip hop artists who tell their story through their art in a way that is trying to get you to the next level without judgment, right? And so Jay-Z is very good about that. Nipsey Hussle was very good about that. Like the, Tupac was very good about that. Biggie, you know, was good about that. Like those kind of like storytelling things like, look, I did this. Telling you that is not necessarily cool anymore. I, I know where you are. I see where you at. I know your frame of mind, but this is where we're trying to get to. And this is how you kind of get there. And, you know, just giving you tools through their lyrics. Like, you know, how many people started using Sage because of Nipsey? Right. Or like uh, Jay-Z, you know, just telling you how to like do finances and just, just different stuff like that. You know, supporting black businesses, like that whole thing, you, you kind of grow up in this era where that's just what you hear is your motivation. Like I went for a run today and I was listening to Big Sean, like his whole album, the new one, just like, so balanced, mean, like incredible. He just preaching so. like that's the thing about hip hop, though. It's I feel like him. it's so influential. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't think of another genre that is as influential as hip hop, and I think that's where its power is. You know, yeah, it's so influential. Like it's in, it's such an incredible form of art. Like if you like listen to things and it's layered, right? And so you right. go back to it again and then it means different things at different points in your life right so when you're growing up it's just like beats these beats is hard like i said you go hard yo but then you know <laughs> older you start really listening to the lyrics like yo he's really saying something and then you you know as you get older and they get older they evolve with you right and so now we're on this mental health thing and so that's why i'm so impressed with big sean because that's that's literally like what he's going at it's just like mental health like getting used together, meditating, you know, like the, the whole thing, the whole nine, as far as keeping yourself together and where we need to be as a people, we kind of skipped that part sometimes. It was kind of like a taboo thing, but now he's bringing it mainstream. He's not the first one, but he's definitely like driving it home at this point. Right, right. So um, we talked a little bit, we we skimmed over the Hughes Society. We didn't give it, it, it the... <laughs> the uh the proper introduction that it needed so can you tell um the wine and hip-hop crew a little bit about um the hue society why you started it and um and what you guys are doing now so hue um like you said the the idea of the name came from a jay-z lyric from a 444 and he was like you know was what was better than one billionaire too especially the same hue as you and um, it just hit me like, because that's the frame of mind that I was in, it was all about economics and trying to empower people, um, you know, on a branding side, as far as like black brands, bringing awareness of that they exist and, you know, that you should support them. And also from a consumer side, just being mindful of what you put your money into um, and who you are giving your money to, particularly in this wine space, because if you look around, they generally have not given a fuck about you over the last how many years, right? right. So, um, Hugh is really uh, a, a plat. It's a about the platform itself on Instagram was really about visuals. I needed to show people what we look like through our own experiences, enjoying, learning, connecting with wine, 
and it's not a, a black hand it's not you know moscato only it's not that the beginning of our journey like that's the beginning of our journal as it's the beginning of a lot of people's journey but they kind of like try to pigeonhole us in that space i needed us to see us in the wine space because if we're, if we're being 100 percent honest we're talking about a couple trillion billion billion dollars in this industry that we just are not tapping into at all so you know but we're consumers of it right. so when i when i was putting the concept together for the society it was piggybacking off of a, a company that i had pr prior to that it's called sipping socials and with sipping socials um i really focus on creating wine events and education through the black experience so you know i did a, a festival it's called the wine and reggae festival and well, you know, well, 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 shout out to my reggae massive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I um I was in Miami at the time because that's where I did the majority of my wine career as a song. Um and I was just tired of working in luxury and tired of not seeing my people, you know, elevate. So I stopped working. I stopped, I started working for myself and I really started focusing on educating us, you know, in this space. And so sipping socials evolved into Hugh Society because I really wanted an umbrella where we could all meet and and discuss and find each other and you know celebrate with each other and just be a community i really wanted to create a community so Hugh society um evolved out of that and with the name you know with the economic part of it and then um you know and obviously hue is, is an easy thing because you know we're right. all different colors and shades, <laughs> right. different colors and shades you know it's just a lot of flavors double entendre okay hove okay young hovito i see you <laughs> um and so i um so i finally gotten it to the point where okay we know we're here. This is what we're doing. This is, you know, we're celebrating each other. And now I can go back to my, my original idea was, was to open chapters so that we can do this from the ground up. Right. Cause when I was coming up years and wow, it's okay. It wasn't that many years ago. I was really about to say years and years ago, like, come on. Sis. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a journey. It's I been did, a journey. Yes. Um, but I studied by myself. I didn't have a community of people who look like me. And I just think like how much further people can get when they have a community of, of support. Like with the chapters, you can form study groups, you can form tasting groups, you can do events together. It's kind of like being in a chapter of a sorority or fraternity, like that's how we're structuring the chapters. So, so the first really, chapter, really quickly, be, um, because I, you know, I'm not familiar with the way that that breaks down. Walk me through like a day to day for someone um, that would be a part of this chapter, the New York so, chapter. It's going to be called the John June Lewis chapter. Um, John June Lewis was the first black person to own a winery in this country. Mm. So all the chapters will have some sort of significant name that way. Um, it's opening in New York. And so as a member of this chapter, you will have like-minded people who you know are so you're surrounded by um you get i formed an organization it's called core right and so it's called a council of resources so i pulled together all of my top tier friends in the industry who are full of resources and it's a multicultural council um and each mentor each chapter will have a mentor from that council so this first chapter it will actually be mentored by dustin wilson 
Wow, that's awesome. Well, just being able to have access to someone like that who can get you things, you know, we'll be providing tastings for free once a month, um, which includes the wine. Um, we, we have created uh, partnerships where you get discounts at different retails and restaurants, not even only around New York City, but, you know, around the country. Um, just all kinds of stuff. Like, it's just about access and resources in, in the same space. But more importantly, you know, it's that community and that camaraderie. Like, when we do get off punishment and off of COVID and we can go back outside, you know, when we have our events, the way that we're structuring events is like, yeah, we're going to have, like, the tasting. And in the front, if you're really, like, into the wine at that time, because you're not always into every wine. Like, let's be honest about that, too. You're not always into the every wine and every tasting. I'm not a big Cabernet guy at all. Right. But if you happen to be in, in that wine and, you know, you want to talk to a person who's producing or pouring or the winemaker or whatever, then you can be in the front doing it. In the back, you can be in the back twerking with your glass, you hey. know, until the wine that you want it comes up. Like, that's how we're structuring it. Like, just be yourself and learn through the way that you learn. You don't have to, there's no assimilation. There's no, you know, code switching. Um, the chapters are structured in a way that every chap, every founder has to be black. So the founding members of every chapter as it opens will be black. Those are the first round of applications. And then we will open the chapter back up for anybody because it's never been about excluding people. It's about centering blackness in this space that just has not accepted us. And so with that, to protect that, the founders do need to be black. Everybody else can come after as long as you understand that you're coming into our space and you need to adjust to us and we do not need to adjust to you or whatever else is going on in the outside world. That's how the chapters are, are work, working and running. And so um, you can throw events as a chapter. Like if you want to throw a tasting, because obviously you're going to have a bunch of professionals, but they're also community members. If you want to throw an event, all those funds stay with your chapter. So you can continue to build and do whatever you want. Like, I'm not running the chapters. The chapters will have presidents and, you know, a vice president and, you know, whatever they decide to call themselves. The autonomy is all, you know, up to them. But I really wanted to make sure that whatever you wanted to get out of it, you had to go and get out of it. But it was available for you to do so. Me and So if it's, um, you just want to get a work and wine knowledge, and just sip wine, cool. If you want to actually elevate and continue to grow your career, you have access to that too, cool, you know? And right. so it's it's really like an all-encompassing kind of community thing, and you're gonna get what it is that you take, what you need from it. And that's, you know, that's the premise of it, is like the resources and access, which was never there. Right, they- yeah. And, you know, uh, seeing and growing with people that look like you, that is that is a that's a big deal, and um, men and women can join, right? Yeah, men and women. Yeah, right. it's right. a and you're going to be launching a level of knowledge either. It's not just for professionals. Like we get a lot of business women, right? I'm sure you probably encounter this that you know want to learn about wine or they want to get a work in wine knowledge because they don't want to pass off that list because they're effectively passing off their power. Right. being in that position and not knowing how to order wine. So, you know, it's open to that too. It's open to anybody who wants to learn and grow. And like I said, you take what you need from it. So 
if you are studying for your exam, you get a group of people together in your chapter. You say, I'm studying for an exam. Do you want to study with me? Blah, blah. But you have access to do that, right? Right. We've never had that before. Right. <laughs> so I, I just think that it's it's super dope. I think it's really going to revolutionize like this entire wine space. You say you want diversity. There you go. Well, you're hiring. For <laughs> <laughs> so, people that you right. choose from. Right, like, right. No, nah, that is dope. That is dope. And just hearing you break it down like that, it's crazy to see how far your vision has come. You know, know. like this is like this is here now. You know, how does yeah. that feel for you to, you know, be standing at the foot of a huge mountain? How does that feel for you? It just feels like the next thing. Like I'm, I feel like I'm always at the foot of a huge mountain because mm. I've like literally fought my way up through this. I didn't go through traditional paths and all of that stuff like to become this successful. Like, and so I feel like I'm always just kind of just like looking up, like, all right, <laughs> like, damn, I just climbed that whole one right there. Right, now, like, okay, no problem. It's just you know, it's just it's the it's purpose. And once I understood what my purpose was. I lean into it every day. And it's funny because Dustin's always like, you need to lean into this celebrity stuff. I'm like, I'm not a damn celebrity, bro. That's you. He's like, yo, lean into it. <laughs> yo, I ain't like no cat, man. Like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm weird with attention, especially a lot of the attention that came after this. I know, right? It doesn't seem that way. It's so weird. But it's just, it's weird. So I totally get that. But He's right. You do got to lean into it. And so do you. Oh, yo, listen, I'm falling. I'm, <laughs> believe me, yo, I'm falling like a motherfucker right now. Did uh, you feel like you got a lot of opportunities after that drop? You know what's funny? Opportunities were lining up like right before. So as soon as that hit, it was like a boom, you know, a bunch of things came after that. Well, like one or two things came after that, but they were, um, yeah, stuff stuff's been lining up for a little while. So it it's just I feel like um a blessing at the right time, you know. Um but you also um you had you've had a, an interesting path in the wine. Can we and I feel like you have a, a story that um lots of people can relate to, especially, you know, mentioning you didn't grow up with wine around mm -hmm. you, it wasn't a part of your circle. Like, how did you make that? What was that transition like for you mentally when you were when you were elevating from a more urban setting to being at these tables, at these wine tastings and Simon in Miami? It was um, I had to give myself a lot of pep talks because when I moved to Miami after I had, you know, gone to wine school in Philadelphia. Um, they, it's not very accepting, right? So like, especially when I started, it's, it wasn't accepting for women and it damn sure wasn't accepting for black women. And I go to Miami, I have tattoos, you know, I had a mohawk. I was not like your typical wine person. So they really used to look at me like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and where's your uniform kind of thing? And I was like, no, yeah, this wine is delicious, right? Or, or um, you know, I'm sure everybody who's black at some point has had to elbow their way into a table to to get somebody to pour for them or, you know, the microaggressions and all of that stuff. It's just a lot of pep talks. It's like, 
you earned this. You deserve this. You deserve to be here. Like you have to just keep reminding yourself of that, especially, you know, you know, you go back to like the hood talks, like, girl, you, you made it out the hood. Like you, <laughs> do you think these people going to break you? Like you may, you survive bullets on a regular basis, like bullets as alarm clocks. And you know, you're going to get here and let these people break you. You're going to let these people who don't know anything about you or what you've done or, you know, what you've survived to break you. And I just give myself those kind of pep talks all the time. Like, you the shit, girl. Don't even, mm. don't even worry about them. Look at his suit. Like, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even fitted right. Your <laughs> funeral director suit. Got out of here, man. His suit is Off the rack ass. Talking about like you don't get yourself out here, sir. Your teeth are, are like <laughs> brown right now. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh man, and you know, so all of this led up to um, you also having a very viral um video that um, it made some waves. So, can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what lit that fire that day? Like, what happened? The day of the video or the day that it happened? The day of the video. Like what oh. said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going on live right now. And I actually oh. hear the same thing. It's funny because y'all went off around the same time. And so <laughs> me and her did her podcast that day. And she went off that night. Did she? <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck? Well, it was just so <laughs> um, no, that's funny. No, man, like I had I hadn't even really mentioned that whole thing. So so basically, long story short, nine years time ago. For the long story, it's a podcast. <laughs> when, I to, when I went to take my test, when I was coming up through the wine, the wine scene, um you get kind of uh indoctrinated into the system. It's like you have to go through CMS, which is the quarter masters, in order for you to be successful. Otherwise, you're fake, you're phony, you know, you don't really count. Like that's this was literally like the messaging that they consistently give you at, at that time. So even though I had went through wine school, I knew my stuff, I studied all the time, I was like, all right, well, it's time to start taking these tests because I gotta be legit. And I really had in my head kind of the same thing that I have now. Like there was no black woman who had ever been um uh, uh, and still to this day isn't um, a master of right so i was like well F it. i'll be the first one same thing like with the cover right you just like <laughs> if you want to do it you might as well just go like shoot for the stars and so i was like i'm gonna do it and i i was so serious about that but for me it was more like i needed to show people that somebody from the hood can be successful i needed to show people that black women could be at the top i needed to show people like i need to show my community that we can get out of this space and we don't have to be here and this is another path like i know what they tell us we can be but look what i discovered and look what you can actually be like you don't have to be that and even if it didn't open up a something to click in you to say oh i can go into wine for me, it was like something clicking you and be like, even if it's not wine, it just makes you start thinking about other things that you could do, even if it wasn't wine. It's like, oh, I didn't know about wine, but what else don't I know about? Maybe I can go into that. Right. So I was so serious about this, this master sound thing, man. I'm telling you, anybody who knew me back then. I remember like, we talked about it at the Wine on Wheels joint. We <laughs> talked about it. 
Yeah, we talked about like, it a few times, as a matter of fact. And so um, I went to take this test, and you know, basically they had this rule, and apparently it's not a rule for everybody, you know, depending on who, who, who tells the story of, of the instructions. But, um, but in this particular case, in this test, the rule was you had to address them as master in order to speak or ask a question or anything. And I was like, fuck that, not gonna happen. I literally was like, I'll give all this shit up. I'll flip all this shit. <laughs> it was that day that you went off or like? No, this okay. is why I went off though. Okay. And so from that point on, I never dealt with CMS again. I was wow. done. Like I let that dream go. It died that day. Okay. But I was like, all right, well, you're still going to be successful. So figure this shit out. So I figured it out. I ended up opening the St. Regis. And, you know, I had a very successful wine career. Um, you know, I was in magazines with other master songs, like all kinds of stuff, right? But this day, I had I started getting like two days before, maybe the three days before, I started getting text messages like, oh my God, congratulations. I'm so happy that, you know, CMS, you're working with CMS. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just like people writing on Facebook walls, like just all kinds of stuff. Like I just kept getting, and I'm just like, dude, I'm not doing this. And all of that time, I held that CMS story in because I believe that people's paths are their paths, right? I also didn't feel like I had the power to go up against them because, you know, at the time they were like the biggest wine organization. So I was just like, I fuck this. I'm just going to like put this in the back of my head and just keep it moving. But when they start fucking with my community, I was like, okay, now we got a problem because people felt comfortable. This was after the George Floyd thing. Everybody's waiting on this nut ass industry to actually make a statement and mean something. And you just put out this fluky statement with my name attached to it. And it gave people comfort. Mm. And that is when I kind of went off because I was like, this is a hard note for me. Like, you know, me, I, me was, I'm one thing. I'm not saying that I'm less than that, but I was just kind of like, I'd already, I thought that I already like dealt with that. Like I became successful, so I was fine. I didn't need to deal with them. But now, you're attaching my name to some BS that you've never spoken to me about and you're giving people false comfort because you know they've been waiting for you to say something and, and they, they're comforted because they think that you're working with me and that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had to, I had to let it be known like, no, I am not working with them. And also again, like I'm a very spiritual person and I don't believe that things happen for no reason because out of all the organizations in the world that they could have put, that they could have <laughs> attached Just themselves, randomly pick. pick me and you let, plop this in my lap. And I, you know, and I was already kind of infuriated by the stuff that was going on in the world. I was infuriated by the silence of the industry. I was infuriated by them and that nut ass statement, even if they hadn't put my, you know, name next to it. I was infuriated by a lot of people in their statements and, you know, just like their playing it safe, so soft stances. It was pissing me off. Mm. And so I was just like, you know what? It's time to start dismantling the systems just one by one. So I just, I, but I had already been doing it like behind the scenes. Yeah. I was <laughs> all the time like, so you make money off black people. What you doing about black lives? <laughs> behind the scenes but this wasn't something i could handle behind the scenes so i was like you know what 
I hope that this sends a message. Let's dismantle this, let's, let's get this done, because if they're at the top, then hopefully everybody else will kind of fall in line. And that's kind of what happened. Like, you know, some changes were made with them. Lots of changes actually being made with yeah, them. Yeah, no, that was a big deal. Like when I saw Jancis Robinson tweeting about it, I was like, let me find out, yo. <laughs> yeah, real. but you know, I, I was in a place where, and I, I am in a place where, you know, I'm good. There's not much that anybody could do to me that I don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owns me. I can't, you can't be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm just going to implode. Like, no, I'm good because I built myself. Nobody designed like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, mm. I, didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to be quiet anymore. I didn't feel like. I felt like now was the time to, you know, kind of start dismantling the shit before somebody else goes through it. You know what I mean? Like all of these systems, all of them got to go. And it wasn't just about CMS. Like I said, like that was a message. It wasn't just CMS. It's all y'all motherfuckers like pull it together because I don't got no problem. Mm. None. Gathering people up. (laughs) Yo. Yo. So, but great things came out of that. You know, um, I feel like, uh, you know, definitely you and Shakira um, just kind of putting it all out there. Like one, you know, applauding the bravery and um, just putting it out there. I think that real change happened and you mm-hmm. are also making real change um, with the Roots Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is the was that some was that a, a direct relation to um, to that video? Or was that something? <laughs> sort of. So, obviously, the video was like buzzing, right? Right. And so, Carlton, who is a black master song, you know, he's involved with the organization. He makes he puts out this post after some some master songs quit. He makes this post, and you know, I just wasn't feeling that shit. So I called him on it, like, yo, <laughs> what the fuck is this dude? He's like, yo, let's get on the phone. Cause I, you know, I, I, I was like, I saw it and I commented like, I would love to talk to you about this because I would love to know like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? And basically the post was like, oh, I'm so glad that people have the luxury of walking away and blah, 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 like CMS and like all of this stuff. Right. And I was just like, and everybody, like the black community was just kind of like, yeah. And I was like, Carlton, <laughs> to talk because what you're doing. And so we talked and helped him understand, like, I understood what he was saying after we talked, though, which, which wasn't portrayed in what he wrote. Which is how it, it always happens. Basically, like right. That. It was basically like saying that white people in that organization have the luxury of walking away because they don't have a responsibility to anybody else. He can't walk away because he has to continue to pave the way and hold the door open for the rest of us to get through. So I understood him in that moment and I said, but do you understand how hurtful that was to make that, you know, put this out the way you did after all this is going on and not even acknowledge the things that CMS has done and the trash that they have done. And he was like, no, you're right. And so that's why he went back the next day and made another post. But from that conversation, Roots was born because Carlton and I are both had very similar experiences, you know, just in life, like, you know, He's from the hood. I'm from the hood. You know, we both by chance got into the wine industry. It wasn't something that we sought out. Um, we both ended up being successful, but we took completely different paths. 
um, you know, we were both raised by our, by our grandmothers. Like, obviously, Carlton and I are like night and day. I'm very the fuck, and he's just. <laughs> I like your description of yourself. So, um, but we both have the same passion for our people, and you know, going forward. So that's where Roots was born from because we felt like we needed to create something that was really creating access into this space and financing it not just like a scholarship here, a scholarship there for this particular program. We wanted to create something that was like, listen, CMS has a purpose and it's for a specific path, a specific career path. So does WSET and you know, all the rest of these things. Or if you don't want to take tests, you know, here's some money so that you can go study abroad. Or, you know, what is it that you want to do? Like stop, let's stop dictating people's paths and their journey. What do you want to do? Because it's very limited in the in the messaging that we get. It's like, oh, you can either be a song or you can be a winemaker. Like even, you know, the auctioning thing that you do. Right. I told you, I was like, yo, you got to teach me that. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, not, that's not offered, right? Somebody right. tapped you to do that. People don't know that the wine industry, again, it's billions of dollars. But on top of that, it's more than just being a psalm or a winemaker, like right, yeah. so many other things. The, the, the wine industry is full of hustlers, yo. I say that all the time. Like, right. there are millions, not millions, but there are thousands yeah. of lanes. In- it is. And every single one of them is open, and we will pay for every single one of them for you to get through whichever one you decide to go through. We're, mm-hmm. You know, we decided we're doing internships, we're doing job placement, we do whatever, like whatever it is that you want to do, you know, if you have a niche. I um was so I did a talk with Cornell the other not a couple weeks ago. I was about to say the other day, a couple weeks ago. And um this beautiful little black girl, of course, she's the only one there, so she was completely isolated, but she kind of studies the chemistry of it. Right. And so she has no idea what to do with that. She just knows that she knows the chemical compounds and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm like, so then why don't you do a tasting putting, you know, actually using the compounds like you have a niche. Let's figure out how to create chemical compounds. There, there's a book that was written about it. Um, and, you know, do tastings from that perspective instead of the general just smell, whatever, whatever break down the compounds, show people like the chemistry of it. There's more geeky people in this industry and black, yeah. people, you know, can be very geeky, you know, as well. Like it's very interesting if you're in it for that reason, if you're in it for a social reason, then you're in it for a social reason. But my point is that we just are not exposed to enough things in this industry and we're not exposed to enough financing to get to those places. Like, a lot of these black brands, you know, are bootstrapping, which causes things to be overpriced sometimes, or, you know, like that, but that's all the system, right? It's all the racist system that we kind of get embedded into. And so you want diversity, you want inclusion, you want equity. Well, here you go. You know, start it from the bottom. You have no reason to say you did not know. You didn't know where to find people. You didn't, you know, this is a specific thing. You didn't, you have no reason. Literally, we, there is no excuse. Between Hugh Society chapters and the Roots Fund, you have no excuse to say you can hire a Black person for a job. Mm. Zero. None. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I gotta say, man, the wine industry seems to be getting browner and browner, and, you know, it's, it's not even like, 
these are from like new hires. Like this is from all these people popping their head up. Like, yo, I was here too. Like, yo, I was here too. Like, oh shit, you was here? Like for real? Right. <laughs> right. This whole time you, you know, you've been taught to keep your head down and do the work. Keep your head down and do the work. Man, I'm like, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> now once you hear that you're that's how you know somebody yeah, from the hood yeah. is in there. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You, you find your people. You find Definitely. your people. Well, it sounds like you're doing some dope stuff, man. Like how, so how, how can uh, people have access to it? Because I think that one of the most difficult hurdles that a lot of not-for-profits face um, is finding um, qualified candidates. And Mm -hmm. I've always felt that the difficulty in finding qualified candidates has been the message and not really being able to uh, reach and speak to the people that they want to speak to. You are that person. So mm-hmm. you're a very uh, different case than the way a lot of um, not-for-profits uh, have worked in, in the past. Um, how do you plan to get the message out? You know, we've been really working hard on um, making sure that everybody understands like that we're doing the work and all you have to do is apply for it, right? So we keep saying like, applications are open here you go and you know we just open open mentor applications like the the whole thing is just making sure that other people are spreading the word right so social currencies it's it's a a big thing in our community it's like oh this is cool yeah actually it is cool and it's and i also think that people kind of just fall back a little bit like "Mm, i don't know if that applies to me or i don't know like if if people assume they're not good enough Right. And so I've, I've always tried to make sure that messaging was dismantled as well. Like promote long nails with, you know, shampoo, champagne flutes. Yes, you're good enough. We're fine. Exactly the way we are. And if I'm running it, you should know you good. Like, right. <laughs> come on. all you need to do is just, you know, apply or, you know, show some interest. I placed two people already. You know, one guy moved from from New York to Napa. Wow. He's doing amazing right now. He's working harvest at one of the top wineries in Napa. Wow. You know, he said dollar vow. That's crazy. He's being paid. Like, all you have to do is open your mouth, though. And we have to also, you know, not be so afraid, particularly with people who look like us, to say, yo, I need some help. Can you help me? And I'm always like, yeah, give me a second. Let me figure out how I can get this done. Because if I can't do it, I've created council that can. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if you're in a a chapter, then you automatically know you have access to those resources because Roots and Hue Society work in tandem. So if you're going to a chapter and you need funds, it's an easy pass to the Roots Fund to say, hey, you know, we need to to sponsor, to to give a scholarship for this or, you know, whatever. So get involved in the community, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to compete with each other. It doesn't have to be this. There's only one room. That, the only Negro in the room syndrome drives me effing crazy. Yo, yo it's the worst. Oh, it's God. the worst. It drives me when the, when the hate comes from it, it's like it turns your stomach, man. Because you don't even, well, you know how much. Uh. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But. I'm not the, I don't, I don't have that syndrome. I don't promote that syndrome. I actually, it, it, it makes, it bothers me a lot. Um, and nothing that I would affiliate myself with 
promotes that. I don't, I don't like that. So, you know, if we're talking about community, then community, I have to like you to help you. I have plenty of people I don't particularly care for. So, you know, <laughs> that's not me helping you has nothing to do with, uh, you know, who you are as a person, unless you're just trash. I mean, if you're a trash human, you're a trash human. There's no getting around <laughs> that, right? But if I don't particularly like, or I know you was talking shit or, you know, whatever, whatever I, don't, I don't care. Here you go. You need some help. Because that's what it's about. Like, we have to build a community. We're never going to get our freedom until we build our community back up. Until we build up these economics, that is the only way into this. That's the only way out of this. Only way. Economics. Until we do that, that's just that. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you're good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's just that. Like, we need to be successful. There's no reason for us not to be. And so you have a ton of resources that are sitting in front of you. Go for it. You have to also, you know, again, going back to the mental state, you have to come out of the imposter syndrome. You have to come out of, you know, all of the, this messaging that they send us that we're not good enough. The, the, the estimate that they have shrinked us into. You, you got to be the one to step out of that. I've given you examples. You've given them examples. People have given examples of how you can do it. You just have to be willing to do it, you know, and take that leap. And but the thing, the, the best thing about this whole thing in 2020 is that you have a community of people that will catch you at this point. We didn't have that when we were coming up. That's a fact. So, you know, if that doesn't lessen your fear, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Nah, you know what? Some people need you to go grab them, put the arm around them and and bring them (laughs) in. Like seriously, you know, I, there's so many, um, I mean, now uh, there's never been this ocean of opportunity. Like I wish, I wish. So, you know, shout to everybody that's like putting the work in and creating foundations that are helping to bring more of us into the industry and not just more of us into the industry, just bring more of us, make more of us wine lovers. I think that's what you're, um, you're doing and um, shit, man, that's what we all trying to do, you know, build up the community, offer some culture. And wine is like a window. Wine creates so much access. Opportunity, man. And opportunity. To up- like, yo, some of the shit that came my way ain't even like wine stuff. Just because mm-hmm. of being able to meet people, make connections. Like, wine is a, a vehicle that'll get you anywhere you want to go. It is. And it could be a Trojan horse. horse Fact. You know? <laughs> it's, it's literally like the biggest Trojan horse in the room because here's the thing though it's such a bonding thing like if if the CEO likes Pinot Noir even if you don't like that shit you grab a glass of Pinot Noir you go snuggle up next to his ass like you know it, it'll, <laughs> but it'll get you in there right like people who love the same wine they're very um, more in willing to drop their boundaries with you right. than trying to, to come in and, you know, oh, it's like. Oh. <laughs> no, that's why I call it the social equalizer. Well, not me, my, my, one of my people, he called it that. And like, it, it's, it's just true, man. Wine, I mean, it gets you drunk too. You know what I'm saying? So that, I mean, that, yeah, helps, that. To, that helps to let that curtain down a little bit. Yeah. You know, you get nice and saucy. You yeah, feel yourself. Sure. I mean, inhibitions <laughs> drop, <laughs> lowered. <laughs> exactly. But, 
know, but but it also in order to close that deal, you got to be able to say Merlot and not Merlot, my nigga. Oh, yeah. sorry. But nah, yeah. it's wine and hip hop, bro. Don't worry, we good. You have to put the work into the education too. It's not something that is just going to be handled to you either. Like all of these things are sitting in front of you, leading you to the lake. Guess who has the fish? Teaching you how to fish, give you resources to fish, fish and lake. Signs. <laughs> Fishing rods. <laughs> Bait. <laughs> right. Here's an instruction video on how to, you know, like the whole thing. But you gotta do it. Like you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and learn something else. And like, I don't care what kind of wine you drink at home. Knock yourself out. But you need a repertoire, right? Like, you need to be able to kick out. If you want to sit and drink Moscato or, or sweet wine or whatever with your girlfriends because that's your preference, knock yourself out. Seriously, drink whatever the F you want. But when you need to be able to seal that deal, you need to be able to spit some stuff that is going to impress or, you know, that people will be able to recognize as you as a at least um, knowledgeable person in the industry. And the bar is so low for black people that literally just being able to <laughs> say Merlot <laughs> properly <laughs> is, is like, it's ridiculous, but it's just little things like that, just little nuances that we just need to learn. That's why I, I would say like black people absolutely need a working why knowledge a working knowledge of wine, like a hundred percent. And you know, that's why I structured the communities that way, the chapters that way, because you can pop in and out as you, as you need to. You don't have to be studying to be a, a MS, but you do need to work in wine, especially if you're in the business, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know, in a CEO or, you know, whatever else, if you're going to these lunches, like, unfortunately, gatekeeping is a real thing. Yeah. You got to get through that gate somehow. You need some keys. You got, it's a tool. You need to learn how to use it as a tool. That's just that. Like, be smart about it. And then go home and guzzle whatever the heck you want. But, you know. Uh, you know what? That was me in the first half of my career. No lie. Like, I was, mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit about wine. But, like, it was as I got older and really started to understand pairing wine and food. Like, that's, that's what turned it. And then after that, you know, you just go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, once your palate develops, that's it. You can't really turn back after that. It's like, yeah, it's not really going to, it doesn't taste the same. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> right? Your palate, your palate, it's the one day you're going to pick it up like, yeah, disgusting. I can't believe I used to drink this. I know, yo, <laughs> nice bad. What's the worst thing that you used to drink? Uh, freaking menage a trois, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's all good you know that's gonna be a that's gonna be a question that i ask everybody i'll tell you most embarrassing thing like i was um i'll tell you two things like i used to drink a lot of smirnoff ice that was mm. my shit and um bacardi limon <laughs> So don't feel bad, you know what I mean? Don't feel bad. I thought you meant like wine wise, like that was probably oh, the nah, worst nah. wine. Oh, oh, vodka. Uh, so what's nah, it, what's just it? overall no, anything. Natty ice. Natty ice. Natty ice. I went to Penn State. Okay, okay. Natty ice is a beer. 
So my first, my first year in college was spent with a lot of white people in the soccer team, uh, in, in frat houses, drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very well-rounded college experience. Sure. <laughs> I literally, uh, did come in and join quite straight into like, Penn State's pretty, pretty big and spread out. You know, I've always been with my people, but that first year, my housing was over in like the white section, which was the nicer housing conveniently. Uh, <laughs> and so I, that was just, you know, there were friends in my building. They were on the soccer team. I was friends with the entire women's soccer team. And they were champions. I didn't know that about soccer. I'm like, what? I used to go and party with them and, you know, drink. And it was just, you know, that's how, yeah, Natty Ice. Mm. Mm, don't feel <laughs> bad, man. You know, look. When Andre, Andre was a forty, a Coke forty, no, a, a forty forty, right? OE. Oh, yeah, OE. I mean, shit, man. OE was that was a rite of passage, though, as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't drink a forty in your life, or at least attempted, I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah. we talked about um, people getting in touch with the Hugh Society and the Roots Fund. How 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 do, how can we get involved? How do they find you? How do they find the organizations? Well, Hugh Society is on IG at, um, at the Hugh Society. Um, there's also the website, um, DM, if you know you really want to reach me. Um, same with the Roots Fund. It's uh, the rootsfund.org. Um, all the chapter information will be on Hugh Society site, but, you know, look out for all of that stuff on Instagram. Instagram is probably like, my main form of communication. I don't really do newsletters and stuff yet. Well, I ain't got time. <laughs> you know, some people, so at, at some point I'll hire somebody to do that. But, um, but that's my main form of communication is, is through um, Instagram. So that's probably the easiest way to connect or to get with me. And you know, if you want to donate, if you find it in your heart to sponsor somebody or, you know, something like that, you know, the rootsfund.org, um, we are accepting donations just as much as we're accepting applications. <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, we're going to make sure that we get a donation in there just for some appreciation for coming on the show. Um, but you know, but thank you for coming on. This was dope. This is long overdue. Um, <laughs> hopefully you'll come back again. You know what I'm saying? We like when you come to New York, like we, and in all fairness, I was trying to wait for you to come to New York to do this, but quarantine, so we switched the show to Zoom. I know. Everybody's on Zoom now, huh? This shit crazy, man. But I like it, though, because I'm able to speak to so many people that yeah, I would. Like, there's a lot of people I've been waiting until we're in the same city, and mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah. Know? Well... Thank you so much for joining us on the show. That was another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. Peace, y'all. This was a moment in Wine and Hip Hop brought to you by Crew Love.